This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes. We are here, down here live at the Zoomerplex, back here at the Zoomerplex after last week being at the, the event at the Anacare Center. But we are down here now taking your phone calls all about stuff. This show is all about stuff. I'm here with my dad, Paul Kenny. I'm Bogart Kenny. We're the Consignment Heroes and this is about your stuff. This is about our stuff. It's about how to get more stuff. It's, it's about how to value your items. It can be anything. We're talking about anything. If you have something that's sitting in your house, has been there for a long time, or you just got it, or you've been wondering for the longest time and you now have just discovered our, our show, Consignment Heroes, now's your time to call in because we are live for the next about hour and we're going to take your phone calls all about stuff. We're talking about coins, military medals, Royal Daltons, old lamps, video games, old computers, paint paintings, prints, autographs, old toys, furniture, cups and saucers. It can be that garden gnome that's outside. It can be your friend's stuff that they don't want to call in, but you want to call in, you want to talk about it. It's fine. We're taking we're taking it all. The number to reach us right now is 416-360-0740. Get a pen, get a paper, make sure they both work. There's a lot of information in the show. Like where our store is, the gold price is coming up later in the show. Uh, the, the numbers to reach us, the numbers to reach real estate agent, our one-stop shop for everything. Again, the number to reach us right now is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And if we have any new listeners or if we have any existing listeners, this is the time. I know if, you look, if you're looking forward to it on a they're Sunday. They're all going to be existing. What, what do you mean Existing. Like if they like, I'm saying if if somebody has just just tuned into our show and just skipping over it and like, hey, what's this show about? This show is about uh, consigning stuff or just getting rid of the stuff. So that's that's what we do when we talk about consigning. We're talking about if you have an item that you want to get top dollar for, and you don't mind the amount of time it takes to get rid of it. That's the ideal path for consignment. It's if you think something is worth, let's say, two thousand dollars. And the market value is about that much. Hopefully, you'll get something near that. But what we can do is like, hey, we'll sell it on every platform to try to get you top dollar for what you have. Instead of just going on a, another just website to sell it locally, right? Because a lot of people, when they want to sell something quickly, they want to sell a car, they want to sell something, they just need cash. They just quickly want to get it on uh, just some website to to connect with the local community. We do everything. We connect with the local community. We connect with everyone over the world. We have friends. We know people that will know people that need the items. So say say you know somebody, and they will know somebody that needs that thing. So we have those connections. We, we can have that give one cash as well. We can give cash as well. I'm just saying that um, instead of just looking for uh, the lower market of of who's close to you. 
who you can drive to or walk to to try to get rid of it or them to come to you. This is what we have to everybody all over the world. We are information. We are information. That's this is a show of information. It is. Not so much from you, more from me. Oh, sure. Well, so far I've been giving all the information for the last four minutes. So speaking yeah. of information. But uh, you haven't been helping anyone. So we did have a good show last week at the Zoomerplex. Remember that? Was no, that a lot of fun? Where is Zoomerplex now? That was the Enicare Center. Enicare Center yeah. at the Zoomer show. The Zoomer did we show. have fun? Yeah, that was and a lot of fun. A, a lot of guests came up, and I know you connected with some people. We connected with a lot of people there. It was good. People wanted to know, and they had questions that they're too shy. You know something? It's amazing how many people says, I don't want to call into the show. They says, we don't bite. You know, you can call call into the show with us. You know what I mean? Like, they wanted to, they, they had their question they've had for weeks, and they came up. Remember that show they'll say about seven weeks ago, you talked about this, and I'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that work? And we tell them about it, how, to, how we come to their house, we um, evaluate the stuff, get it ready for if, if they are deciding that they want to move, and we get rid of their stuff. And, would, and we get the highest price for it. You got some of these junk, some of these companies will come along. We'll take away your stuff. You can pay us to take away your stuff. We're the opposite. We pay you for your no, stuff. No, what, what I don't even like about those junk guys. You can't say that. Just say, I can say junk guys. Okay, there are say, okay. no junk guys. So, but those junk guys out there, okay, you happy now? Those no. junk guys, they're considering your stuff junk. Yeah. How are they going to know what is junk? Like, if you're saying, Hey, I want to get rid of this room. Like, I don't know. There might be some values in there. To them, it's just all garbage. They yeah. don't care. They don't care. It's like, hey, I want to get rid of this garage. Like, I like the thing is, I know there's a ten thousand dollar Rolex in one of those boxes in there. Mm-hmm. I know there is because my grandpa left it there. But I don't have time to go through the whole garage. These junk guys will be like, all right, let's just throw it in the trash can. Let's grab one of these no, boxes. No, 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 no. Tra- when it goes on, when it's in your garage, it's junk. When it crosses the threshold of their truck, it all of a sudden becomes either scrap or antiques or an item that can be sold sometimes. I don't get it. No, no, no. I'm not saying us. I'm One saying man's that. junk is another man's treasures. Oh. It's an old expression. No. It's said a lot of different not ways. not what I'm saying. You're missing my point. I'm saying if you're calling somebody to get rid of your junk or okay. get rid of your stuff, yeah. right, they do not care what that stuff holds a value to you. No. They're like, once they pull it out of that, out of your garage, technically, allegedly, they're supposed to be throwing it in the garbage. That's what they should be doing. But it's scrap some of it. Yeah, but I'm saying a lot of it it just goes into their truck and they take it off. You pay them to put it in their truck and take it off. So for me, if there's something in there that has value, as a person that's calling these people, You'll never know if there was any value in there. They'll no. never come back and be like, hey, oh, 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 by the way, I found a gold brick in there. Like, no. Like, they're, they're, they're going to be like, hey, you know, hey, I don't know, whatever, but this is mine now. So yeah. it's, that's, that's. They're that allowed we, to make a profit. Yeah. Well, no, everybody's allowed to make their money. That's yeah. fine. But the thing is, we are that, that service that is separating ourselves from them because we will get rid of your stuff, but we will also tell you what value of stuff you have in there. That is such a big point. Like it's, 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 it, I went on a one-minute rant, two-minute rant, because it really bothers me that some people are like, hey, yeah. That's there's not just, rant. Th- there's just a lot of people that think that there's stuff that doesn't have value. Yeah. Just at least let somebody go through mm. the evaluation of it. Yeah. Because it could definitely have value. It well, I was in the house this week that 
I said after quickly, it was between one hundred and one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Well, yeah, oh, stop. I, I know, but I know the board's full. We have a lot of calls to get to, but I, I just want—I want—I want to get to this point. Is that if people I are know, calling right now, they're getting a busy. Signal, I know okay. that if somebody is sitting there, they're trying to get rid of their stuff, and they're like, you know what? I, it's not really worth it to me to go through it, right? But the mm-hmm. the bottom line is, if you're paying someone to get rid of it, why would you not pay somebody to at least go through it and mm-hmm. evaluate it and then get rid of it? So if yeah. it doesn't have any value, that's fine. But let's let's get to that point where like, okay, none of this garage has any value. We're going to dump oh, it we all. always find something. Uh, but uh, that's that's what I'm saying. So like, it, it just gets to the point where the money's there. It can even even if it's a two hundred dollar item or a five hundred dollar item that's going to pay for the services for that day. Yeah. You're basically getting it done for free. Why yes. why would you not do it this way? That makes so much more sense. Anyways, uh, that was my rant, but I was saying if you do want to ever use that service, our service, you can call us at our store. Our store is 905-737-4653. You can also Google us. We're, we're um, you know, Paul and Bogart from Storage Wars. Or we have a show, our store up in Richmond Hill, 10,341 Young Street, unit number two. It's it's not too hard to find us if you want to if you ever want to get this information. We can always provide it. We can always provide that service. That is us. That's what we do. Yeah. So. And you can also Okay, go ahead. We have to get to the board. Pretend I'm, pretend we're a call-in uh, well, show. Someone told me the other day that they called junk guys to get rid of it and I was like, "Do you know do you know what business I'm in? Like, do you know what I do? Like, do, well, do you know, know what we do? Like, like this is my, this is my father's business. Like I'm I'm helping him. I'm helping yeah. him voluntarily, but it's my father's business. This is how he makes his money. So that that is what I'm saying. I'm trying to push all the business I can to him because it, it's it's a smarter way to go. It yes. just is. It's an obvious decision. Are really. you volunteering? So that means I don't have to pay you anymore. You never pay me. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, oh, uh we're gonna go to Ken in Richmond Hill. Hey, Ken. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Thank you very much. What do you got? Uh, I'm calling in regards to a shovel that I've dug out of my shed. It's been in there for a number of years. <laughs> Hold on. A shovel you dug out of your shed. Yes. That's, I, that's, like, I like that. I like okay. It. Okay. It was made by Ward and Payne in Sheffield, England. Okay. Now, it, it's an odd shape. looks like a heart-shaped uh, part of the shovel itself, and it's got a recurve handle. Uh, very old, uh, with rivets in from either side and hammered over to hold the handle on. And on the handle, it's, uh, got a name stamped in it, T, uh, oh, what's the name? Parkinson. What kind of shape is it? Like, is it just a regular... It's a shovel. He told you a shovel. No, they come in different shapes. Bogart? Yeah, so you're going to learn. Shovels come in different sizes because people are shoveling different kinds. Does it have a point on it? That's is a it spade. A, it's, no, it's not a spade. It's shaped almost like a heart-shaped. Yep. No, I know the piece. That It's a hand-forged shovel, yeah. probably, yep. and it's or a trowel. It's about the shape of a trowel, like a cement trowel. Yeah. Okay. So they probably... Uh, the last time I had one, I'm going to look it up. I, I had one about a couple of years ago, and I got $200 for it. Because this goes back when it's been a long time since England's been shipping us this kind of stuff. Um, because we developed industries over here in Canada. Yeah. And I remember when we used to make this kind of stuff. Now everything's made in China. But before, because we were a colony, we were a preferential customer for a lot of stuff made in England. 
And this would have been shipped over because England used to have giant steels works. Yeah. They used to be known for that. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I don't even know if they've got any steel works still available. I mean, working now. But something like this, because people do collect this kind of stuff, it's probably $200, $250. You know what I mean? This, yeah. People like farm implements. They like, um, it's not like your regular one. Like, we'll take, we'll go into the garage, what Bogo was just saying. And a lot of people have, they're moving to a condo, so they don't need any shovels. They don't need the snow shovel. They don't need the rake, the hoe, um, the hoe that for gardening. And a lot of this stuff we will sell for them rather than them, them throwing it out. Because a lot of them are made of wood and steel, and they're going to last forever. Yeah. And the stuff made in England back then and that's hand-forged will probably be around a lot longer than even we will be, Okay. And something like this with a name on which you've got everything going for. It's got a unique shape. It is a um, garden collectible. Someone will display it in their garage or in, in the garden. Plus, it's going to last. And it's got the name on it. So people will collect that kind of stuff. People are trying to recapture history. And it'd be a shame if something like this got put into a junk place and then thrown into a scrap heap. That would be a shame on this piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. this is what we're talking uh, about here. Ward okay. and Payne. Company was yep. started in 1803. Oh, I, yeah. By Edward uh, Ward. Oh, well, you've done a bit of research on it already, right? Oh, okay. yeah. I've got a page here in front of me. Okay. And uh, he died in 1822. Yep. His son took over the business. Hear that, Bogart? Some sons take over the business. Go ahead, sir. He I'm a moon, sorry. took on his brother in law as a partner who is Payne. Yep. Now, Payne died very suddenly in 1846. Yep. So it, it's gone on from there. So I don't know what time of uh, life this shovel was made. But if the company was taken over in 1967, I believe, by uh, Wilkinson. Yeah, the, um, the sword makers. Yeah, Wilkinson Sword, yeah. Yeah. And they continued to make these uh, Ward and Payne units, but not the same as this one. And uh, their building, apparently, Ward's building, uh, burned down about three years after that. This is a, this is company's poxed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I would say your sh- your shovel is probably at least a hundred years old. Okay. I would think at least yes. And I think you could get. You might take a little bit. What we call you have to put on consignment because if you put in an auction, you'll get thirty dollars or ten dollars. Someone won't appreciate it. Something like this. We we buy from Toronto, take consignments from Toronto, and we sell to the world, and we do that because the world has more money. Yeah, that's and, and they're a bit smarter than us, and that's going to be the best way to always sell something. Yeah. I would think, yeah. no matter what, even if you have somebody that owns like a garden store or like owns yeah. a lot. Yeah, if of you have this, I'm sure you have other items we'd be liking. I mean, you're up in Richmond Hill. Come on in and see me. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Th- uh, thanks for the call. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to go to Mildred in Brampton. Hi, Mildred. Yes. Hi. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You have a good show. I listen regularly every Sunday. Oh, thank you. You can call in every Sunday if you want to. <laughs> thank you. I have a, two items that I, I'm just, uh, I have a lot of things, but these two. It's a little jug um, uh, glass, I guess. Um, uh, it's got the cranberry color at the top and clear at the bottom. And on it, it says Toronto Exhibition 1925. Okay. That'd be a C&E collectible, probably. And okay. it'd be a ruby flash because it's clear in the middle, right? It's a, you you have cranberry glass, which is a cranberry color all the way through. And okay. then what we have was called ruby flash. Okay. It is a 
red around the glass, and they do that so they can etch out the writing that's on it, or they'll have a scene. Some of that stuff, it's it's around the world. It was an inexpensive way of doing this. Right. And glass, as much as we love it and it breaks a lot, it's very inexpensive to make. So it, it has all the good things for someone making up a souvenir. Okay, they'd make that glasses, and then someone would have etched it out. Right. Um, they'll go for between ten and twenty dollars. Yours is a little bit later. You usually get the earlier ones. Okay. And it better if it has a scene on it rather than just writing, because oh, people collect yeah. the building or they it'll bring them back to a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, or a lot of people gave them away as um, uh, if it commemorates an event like the opening of the CNE in nineteen twenty four. Someone right. would like that. CNE collectibles are very uh, are collected all over Canada. I see. But right. does people ever go there? And it keeps on going and going and going. It's like that little like that little battery operated uh, bunny. Right. And, you know, uh, I have a lot of things that were my parents. You know, uh, I have a lot of it's like black ebony. I, for lack of a better word, glass, I guess, and I have vases, and I have uh, like a, a fruit dish, and they're all etched with silver. Oh, okay. Now, all that's applied. It's not etched. It's applied. Pardon? So that's silver applied. Okay. Yeah. Now, that'll be the same way in the ruby flash was applied to the glass, because glass is inexpensive. So the way to make it make... Uh, more valuable or more collectible, they used to have these scenes to, uh, applied on the glass. And that I think the way they did that was to put the whole thing on, and they would put wax where they didn't want the silver. And then the silver would just be applied onto the glass. Now, if it's uh, thicker silver, uh, some of that actually the silver can come off. You can have half an ounce of silver on it. On the other ones, it's a very paint thin, thickness of a paint. It used to be collectible probably in the 70s and 80s. And was exp- and was uh, souvenir stuff from probably the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Because I have a lot of it was prizes, gifts to my yeah. father for bowling. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to say it's part of the origin of this, and this I've talked about this as history here, is that after World War II, uh, there was a shortage of cash in Canada, and a couple of things you could not import glass into Canada unless you were importing it to be decorated here. Okay, you could not, uh, unless you were doing it from England. So you had to decorate here. And that was the beginning of cornflower glass. Oh, right, yes. Okay, remember that? Yeah, I have some. Well, the same thing with your silver, and even the same thing with comic books. That's how much shorter cash we had. They They protected our industries here. They were allowed to bring the rubber plates and produce comics in Canada for the Canadian market, but we weren't allowed to import the comics directly from the United States. And it's only 10 cents, but that was cash leaving the country. Now, in the other case, like I said, with the Hughes and with decorating, they're making jobs here in Canada. That's when we protected our jobs or gave us a little bit of an edge. You know, if you're buying, like I keep on saying this here, and that we should be buying the products our neighbors make. Not, And our neighbors aren't China. Our neighbors are Canada. Our right. neighbors are Quebec and Manitoba and Alberta and right. B.C. They are not Michigan. That's okay. Right. And we should be thinking, that's what I'm saying. When you go to the store, bring your glasses. Find out where the stuff's made. And if there isn't a Canadian uh, product for what you want, go to the manager and say, how come you don't have a Canadian sausage here? Okay? No, that's my rant for the day. Thanks for the call. Okay. One minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My husband, he'll shoot me if I don't ask you, Paul. Yeah. It's at Tooney, and the the date is on the 
the bottom of the coin instead of on the top of the queen. Like oh, just a rotated die, a rotated. Yeah. I don't know about those because I think you can you can turn them after the fact. There yeah. is such a thing as rotated die, but usually on a toonie, it's a two-piece item. You've got the center made out of one alloy yeah. and the outside. Yeah. What What is happening in the older coins? Say you had the queen, what we call the diving goose, in 1967. The queen's looking one way, and if you turn it around, the goose looks like it's diving. What's happening there is the die was rotated. I'm not trying to get too technical because it's hard no, to explain no, no. without having it in front of me. This is I, 2005. Oh, no, no. I know what you're talking about there, but it's mm. it's not the same. I don't think. I think you can rotate the die within the piece. I'd have to mm. check on that. I can check on that tomorrow. He can give me a call at my store, 905. Yep, I have it down here, Paul, because I listen regularly. Okay, Perfect. and tell your neighbors to listen mm-hmm. regularly. How's that? Okay. okay. Thank you for your time. No problem. Thanks, Thanks a lot now. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, if you do want to call in right now, uh, the number to reach us is 416-360-0740. Again, that is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And more your calls after the break. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Zoomer Hits, FM 96.7 in downtown Toronto. Welcome back to Simon Heroes. We're here down here live at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls all about stuff. Your stuff, our stuff, everywhere, stuff, stuff. Now, uh, never forget, if you have something, we are those guys. We are the guys. We are those guys. The who consignment heroes. We are those guys. Which Cassie Sundance kid? Who are those guys? No, go wrong ahead. show. Um, if you do want to contact us right now, live down here at the Zoomerplex, taking phone calls all about stuff, it is 416-360-0740. Again, it's 416-360-0740. Not yet. I want go to talk ahead. about because I want to say something. I want to what? thank, I was on the Wally Naz and Wally show this morning. Wally and Naz show. On uh, and we were talking about collectibles this morning, and I, I want they had a great interview with uh, Dave Stubbs. I mean, it was just they have a nice show there where they just casually talk to people. Okay, I know the board's full, but I want to say that I had a great time, and and I, I liked their show. Okay, but Wally at the end of the show, this is off air, he says, and he knows what we do. He says, I got a bunch of video games that I was cleaning out yesterday. And they're in the garbage bag. So I we managed to rescue him from the garbage bag because old video games 
that there were his kids from the 1980s and 90s are worth a lot of money. I haven't mm. seen them yet, and I already know they're worth money. They're worth more than throwing out. He was about to throw them out. Okay? It's a video game. So it's one of those things that I'm, we rescued him this morning. But I had a great time on the, on the show this morning. Okay. Now you can go to the board. Oh, I'm allowed to go to the board. You're allowed to go to the oh, board. thank you. Uh, let's go to Jim in Mississauga. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hello. Hi, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Yes, I have uh, a couple items. Sure. Yep. At, uh, I got uh, two decanters of uh, Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. But they're from, were they after, before his death or after his death? I think they'd be after. Ah, uh, jeez, I'm not sure. Yeah, because... This is where a lot of people draw the line. They'll collect Elvis stuff before he passed. Now, a lot of them go, there are still very collectible because there's a huge, now it depends which ones you have, which whiskey company they are. Um, they oh. do sell. You can never say they're full when you're uh, selling them. I just say used decanter. But they'll yeah. sell, it depends on which ones, $100, $200, dollars in some cases. Depends on which ones they are. It's a it's a wide range. Now yours oh, okay. done now so nineteen seventy seven. Pardon? Yeah. There Depend was a lot of them that were made. Oh yeah, because um, <laughs> after he passed, he licensed out a lot of different things. So there's a lot of different licenses were given out because people were making money and they 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 cared, but they didn't care that much. If someone was willing to give him money to license his image, uh, they 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 took the money. Okay. And but some of them, like if you got the McCormick Elvis decanters from '77, they go for around seventy, eighty dollars. You oh, know, okay. If you got okay, them so sealed up, not big money at all. Then no, no. You know, but some are hundred, two hundred. You gotta remember. Okay, someone's paying a license. This is common sense time. Is they're paying a license, so they don't care about the collector part. They don't care that if something's going to go for eighty up to seven hundred dollars. They want to buy and sell. And if they've paid their license, they want to buy and sell as much of that product as they can. If they've got a license and people are willing to buy 10,000 decanters, they're going to sell, make 10,000 decanters. Okay. What you want okay. sometimes is when a company doesn't do a very good job of marketing it and they don't make very many. Like the Royal Canadian Mint once made an Elvis coin. They only made 300 of it with the U.S. Okay. Mint. And they go for a lot of money because they didn't, weren't very good at marketing it. Okay, and then I have a, a picture of uh, Elvis Presley from Maple Leaf Gardens, 1957, Six. and I have a oh, green so. ticket and a red ticket, and I have the K-Tel record with it. I'd love to see that on the ticket. You don't, they don't show up that often, because they're the early ones, okay? Yeah, this one's very rare, I believe. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, we, we're interested in that. Now, is it a full ticket or just a stub? It's, uh, and it, I believe it's signature, too. Oh, you got it signed? Yeah. Oh, you got, okay, You. Uh, I, I know I'm going to see you this, if you're a smart person, I'm not saying you're dumb, but if you're a smart person, you're going to see me in the next week. If it's signed, you'd want to get that, what we call, authenticated. Two ways, as a ticket yeah. and being a signature, it is a really good item. Okay. Well, you remember when they had the red and green? Seats yeah, yeah, yeah. Davis Printing Gardens, right? Yep, yep. And then I have uh, well, show. Uh, there's a picture of Maple Leaf Gardens. Then I have the K-Tel record, which is uh, 
It's an Elvis Presley song, I guess, that he did in the gardens. Yeah. Okay, now, I'd love to... You know, I don't know how far you are, because what we have coming in, my friend Glenn Pye, it's at Glory Days, has got the people who are authenticating autographs. And Glenn, Glenn is one of the biggest authenticators are probably of tickets and one of the most knowledgeable people on ticket stubs that there is out there, especially okay. on the Canadian stuff. So I'd like, uh, they are coming up about a week from now. So you got about a week to get that stub up to me. So if it's okay. signed and we can authenticate it, you're going to have a nice item on your hands because it's a cross collectible all of a sudden. You got people who collect ticket stubs and you'll have people who collect his autograph. And um, I'm going to willing to bet that that thing is going to be worth Two thousand twenty five hundred. I don't okay. know without seeing it, but yeah. uh, Elvis autographs, if they're authenticated, are always worth that kind of money. There's enough collectors out there who want his autograph. That's one of his early shows. He was actually, if you follow that through, I think he was only up here then because he didn't like flying. He did Buffalo and stuff. But if you ever get a chance, there was a CBC re- um, interview of Elvis when he was in Canada up in Ottawa. Okay. And if you're an Elvis fan, you ought to listen to that, C- that interview. And it, okay. it was where he's okay. very young, and it's just all I can say. It's, it gives me goosebumps because he was just a wonderful person without all the hype people around him, none of the colonel or any of these people around him. And um, I don't know if it's yeah, online or April, not. This is April second, I guess, nineteen fifty-seven. Because yeah. he only played the gardens once, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. And I think he did because he didn't like flying and stuff. Okay, now um, if you have a chance, you've got my number nine zero five. Seven three seven four six five three. I don't okay. get that many items that I would say, but this item here you'd want to get. I know you know it's real. You want to get it authenticated. We get it slabbed up. You get a letter for it because even if you don't sell it to me, you're going to want to pass it down. It's best to do that, and and we can give you an approximate value of what it'll sell for. Okay. Right, okay. Now I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. Okay. Go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Iva and Barry. Hello? Hi, welcome to the show. Hi. Is there any interest in empty beer cans from Bike Week in Daytona Beach from the 70s and the 80s? Um, some. We have a collection this week, and someone had collected like 500 beer cans and pop bottles right. and stuff, and we didn't get a lot of money for it. Uh-huh. Uh, the people, they might on um online but they're not going to go for 10 20 30 dollars you know what i mean okay on uh, uh as a whole collections this gentleman had and i like the guy and um but i said it's just too much to handle on an individual basis if you've got stuff of the 20s and 30s old coke bottles and stuff like that they will sell yeah. when you get past night you know there's like a year when you get past 1965 yeah. it seems like there was a lot of things out there, and, and, and not, a lot of, not a lot of those items are worth a ton of money. Before right. 65, uh, just when boomers were starting, there was less people around, less, and people had less money. Right. You know? Um, I don't know which one it is. It's, it's, um, but if it's a beer can from that time period, uh, no. Okay. And is there any interest, like I have a Harley Davidson oil transport oil truck. It's in excellent shape. But it's a die cast. It's probably from the eight nineties. Yes, it likely would be. Yeah, depends on who made it. We're selling a lot of die cast for a gentleman right now. We're surprised. We're getting between twenty and one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. So it depends on who made it. Okay. If you now also you have to have the box for it. The boxes. Yeah. 
worth as much as the die-cast toy is. Nope, that's one thing he didn't save, my, my husband. We do have some uh, uh, small motorcycles like the soft tail still in the oh. box. Now, I'd be interested in those. If you get them together, that's something we can help you with. They do sell. If you have them in the box, they're easy to ID that way. Okay. And if there's two ways it'll happen. Either if they're not worth a ton, we'll sell it as a collection. Right. But if they're worth more individually, we'll sell it individually for you. Okay. Okay. So what, now, any ads? What do you think the approximate price of the one in the box? Just a general idea. It depends on who made it. We've got, we have them. Uh, sorry, I'm Probably been not deliberately vague, but we're selling between twenty and one hundred and fifty dollars. Ah, okay. So if it depends which one, how much he spent at the time, or how big the print, run, how big the run was, and how detailed it was. Okay. Okay, okay that's great. Thank you very much Thank for the call. You. Bye. Thanks for the call. Bye. Uh, let's go to Sal in Etobicoke. Hey, Sal. Uh, some old fishing lures from uh, Gen- genuine Head and Spook River Run fishing. Oh, got. Do you have it in the box? And I have a, I have a catalog that says enclosed is twenty five cents in coin to send for the catalog. Now to, yeah. that'll be kind of cool. People collect this love to, they love the lures and the boxes. We just sold one for like I think ninety dollars. Okay, because I brought I, I brought it over to the flyer show in Etobicoke last week. Yep. And they they were disinterested. On, 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 oh, you really? actually yeah? Did yeah. you actually go to that after all the things I, know, I, I said? I know, I know. I went to it just just I didn't. I I, I know. What I, I just wanted to see what they had to say. I told you, we had a person who went to their show, and they offered $400 for 1948, and and with the, we offered 1100 Now, yeah, we're still making money. For 48. Huh? They offered me 600 for the 48. Well, I can, yours is probably really nice. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, so I just want, yeah, so I just want to know about the, 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 the lure it could be worth something. Then, oh, yeah. I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down and see you. Okay, and the box. Now, the thing with the do with the 48, probably, even we buy it or even you keep it, we'll probably get it certified for you and graded. Okay. Because you want to do that. It might take a couple of weeks, but I recommend any of the top-end stuff, a Gretzky demand, rookie. A coin in demand. Like, I know coins aren't that much in demand, according to most people, but coin, that, that is one in demand, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, a lot of people say that, and say, but I'll buy them off you anyway. No. It, it's, the thing with coins is a lot of people have what they call, I'm going to call accumulations. So the conditions are not there. Coins in nice shape are all are always in demand. There are coin collectors out there. Okay. And they're the silver value. They're, those guys at that show, I think, were paying five dollars for silver dollars. I says, how can you do this when conscious and go to sleep at night? You know, for and, like a, a silver a silver dollar, three sixty nine. Yeah, no, no. And yeah. this is where I I have a real beef with this. They have the big flashy flyer, and I guarantee that everything they've got in that flyer, even the ones that got prices on, I will pay more than what they have on them. But people go in there and they they pressure you into this a, a set of flatware. Luckily, the person talked to us first. I said, "Go down." They stay off from four hundred dollars for what I paid them twelve twenty two for. On silver, and I'm making money. I'm not retiring on his deal, but I'm making money. But offering four hundred on twelve hundred twenty-two dollars worth of silver is wrong. It's just wrong, I, and they're taking advantage of people, and they're doing the same with the gold as well. Yeah. I know Bogart. I rant on this, but it makes me mad when I see people. That's what we're going to give out the gold and silver prices today, and they're free to call me. Anyone's in one of these shows, call me. Because, and if you ask that guy, okay, what carrot is it? What the gram, what what the weight is, and if they can't tell you either of those things, you run out of that store or wherever you are. That is not the person you should be selling this to. Even if you don't sell it to me, that person is a person you shouldn't be selling it to. Thanks for the call. Okay, thank you very much. I'll come okay, down to you. Thanks. Oh, I just got I just got my ears back now. And oh. I can I can hear again. 
You couldn't hear you yelling the whole time. Sorry, I, I just like that. That was a next level rant. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, John Hamilton. Hello. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Uh, turn off that Hi. radio in the background if you have it on. Yeah, I'll kill that for you. Hey, what do you got for us today? Oh, that radio radio still on. There we go. Okay, there we go. What do you got for us today? Oh, you got to remind um, them. After you're I've off with a, us, turn the show back on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've got a one-of telescope. I've done quite a bit of research on it, mm-hmm. and I bought it about a year ago in Calgary. This is a, a two-inch refractor. Uh, it's F16.7 focal ratio, so it's a big, long sucker. And... Um, it was manufactured in 1971 for the domestic Japanese market. It's an SP60. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. It's S. They only made one of them? 60? Okay. It's uh Who made it? Uh, yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. Um, it's an SP60. It was made by Carton Optical Manufacturing in Tokyo. And it, it, it was only manufactured in the one year for the domestic Japanese market. This telescope wound up in Canada. Okay. And it's on. It's uh, rather unusual because uh, most two-inch refractors of that vintage were put on tripods. Mm-hmm. And this is on a steel pier. Oh, okay. I don't know what the reason. Okay, now who made it though? Carton Optical Manufacturing, C-A-R-T-O-N, Optical Manufacturing of Tokyo. I'm going to take out the mark. I don't know them. Telescopes you don't see a lot. We've had them. They go up to yes. four and $5,000. Okay. Uh, and the problem is, now looking up yours here, is that you'll have to go by what other similar things are selling for. Because if it's such a small print run, and it was only made for the Japanese market, that right. means they're not available over here. So there's not yes. going to be a resale market on it. Okay, this is where your problem is on this. You'd almost have to find out what it sold for new back then and how it compared on, roughly on the Japanese market. How much? 600 Yeah, there's not going to be... It'll probably be similar because someone would buy it over there because there's not so much... Tele- a telescope collector, they'll buy the old ones, the brass ones with the pirate's head and stuff like that because they yeah, put yeah. them in their man caves. Right. The new ones are buying to use. So right. unless it has technical value that it's a better telescope than anything else that's out here or uh-huh. cheaper, they're not going to buy it, okay, because uh-huh. someone wants to use it, and right. they're going to buy the best the, the best that they can afford, and they'll probably buy used or new, but something made in the last five years. Right. That's generally how it goes with that kind of stuff because technology has improved so much. I like it's it's not like the computers where people are collecting them because they remember working on a on a pet uh, on a Commodore or something like that. This one they're going to use. They want to actually see it. They want to. They want the best they can buy. Okay, mm-hmm. and because no one because it was only for the Japanese market, no one in Canada is going to remember that they had one as a kid. <laughs> I had to go on a. Um... I had to go on a Japanese um, antique telescope site. Yeah, no, that's where you'd have to go. In order to find the model number and uh, and uh, when it was made, there was a whole line of them. Yeah, you were going to have to sell it back there. That year. 
Yeah, you're going to have you to know? sell. We would that be a case of a solid case if we buy from Toronto and sell back to the world because the world has more money. But in the in the case of Japan, that's probably where it's going to end up going back. Okay. Oh yeah. Thank you very much for the call. Okay. Alrighty. Thanks. Uh, if you do, if you do want to call in, the number reached us right now is four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. Again, that is four one six. Three six zero zero seven four zero. The toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. And where calls after the break. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to the Time and Heroes. We are down here live at the Zoomerplex taking phone calls all about stuff. Your stuff, our stuff, everywhere stuff, stuff. What did you want to say? Oh, I want to talk about uh, my buddy up at Clapson's Corners okay. by the dinosaurs on Highway 6, 645 Highway 6. But this is no shows. Christmas is coming. If you really want a unique gift for somebody, go see my friend Ron at Clapson's Corners Antiques. I really want you to go up there and say that Paul sent you. Ask for a deal. Said Paul said you can get a deal. He'll smile. He won't give you a deal. But, oh, he might. I don't know. But he's up there. And I want because Claps, I haven't talked about him for a while because of all the shows and stuff. He's on Highway 6, right by the dinosaurs, south of the 401, north of the cut there. Okay. The other thing we're going to be talking about is uh, Rick's going to be on the line. But I want to talk about purses. Just for a second. Okay. Do you know that there's purses worth $98,000? Mm-hmm. How much do you think that's a female purse? We're talking about purses. Okay. How much do you think a male's purse, the most I, expensive male purse is? I have no Man's idea. purse. I have no idea. What do you mean you don't have? You're I, a man. I, I, I don't buy purses. Okay. $6,000. So a women's purse, they'll sell for 98000 And a woman's purse is six, is six. I mean, a men's purse, 6000 Okay. I'm just saying there's big money in them and you have to be, don't be going off and giving them off without getting a second opinion on these. They have to be authentic. Now, if you bought it on New York sidewalk and it was on the ground there, it probably mightn't be authentic. But if you had this as a gift, old purses are worth money. Same way old cups and saucers like we talked about. But I want to talk about these purses because I know one dealer who buys the purses at 5 to 10%, sells them for 15% to other wholesalers, and they sell them for 20 And this is a $98,000 purse, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't give – you have to get a second opinion on these because not enough people are buying them. And they go in and someone says, I'll give you $1,000 for your purse. That might be a okay. lot. Okay, so you Unless want a purse. I get it. You want a purse. No, I don't want a purse. Okay, go on to the call, Paul calls. Uh, let's gonna go. Let's go to Gary and Barry. Gary and Barry. <coughs> Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, I have a couple of hundred, maybe three hundred, uh, eight track tapes, Elvis, 50s, 60s, lots of country. Are they worth anything? Yes. 
Okay. But eight now, okay, no, the eight track will be worth. The other thing is the reel to reels. A lot of people don't even know this, but the reel to reels and the eight tracks back then, um, if they're Elvis, Johnny Cash, uh, Beatles, um, any of the main groups, if they are uh, Ed Ames, Perry Como, no. The same thing with albums. Like it's say people want these eight tracks. They do sell. Um, we've sold them up to fifty dollars. On uh, like you say, if you have the Moody Blues, you have the Beatles. Any of that kind of stuff from that time period, Elvis is good. Elvis is a lot. There's a lot of Elvis. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Beatles will sell. It's more the collector. They're never going to play again. I have an eight-track machine in my in my store. Um, but uh, uh, and the problem is some of them don't play again. They're just buying them as collector items. Okay. That's a separation issue. Yeah. Now your <clears throat> excuse me, uh, <clears throat> in Richmond Hill, your store location is exactly. How do I find it? You're oh. south of Elgin Mills, correct? Yeah. Now you know where the beer store is. Uh, is, liquor store. Uh, is it on Young Street? I used we're to right on Young yeah. Street. Now, we're right next to another coin shop, and there's a wall between us. We're on the south side of the wall next to the Women's Fitness, and uh, you'll see Bogart and my picture on the on the sign on the when you walk in. And uh, we're uh, north of Major Mac and south of Elgin Mills. Okay, you're north of Major Mac, so you would be on the east side? We're on the east side of the street. Okay, wonderful. And like I say, you got to... Call to see if I'm there, if you're going to bring in something like that. Um, and okay. Okay. But thanks a lot for the call. Perfect. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Toronto. Hey, Kevin. Hi there. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be on. Um, I've got uh, probably about a half a dozen um, Russian, um, they're roughly two by three feet. Um, <clears throat> they're Russian uh, propaganda posters. Oh, I uh, like those. They're from the 70s or 80s. Yep. And um, I, I took them to one poster guy in, at the uh, antique market there, um, and he told me they were repros. And I said, no, they're not. I said, they're reproduction or they're reissues of the originals okay. in the 50s and 60s and whatever with Lenin. And then it got the, um, you know, the, the workers standing there with the sledgehammer, you know, when the, yep. and the animal. So, um, you know, they, they are, um, they do have some dates on them. I, I know one has a 1980 or 81. Okay. But, um, I took them to a, uh, two or three other poster collectors. And they said, no, these are definitely um, original propaganda posters, but they were, they're reissues of the originals. Okay. That they did use around, you know, in public places. So they're, they're not like reprints. Oh. Reproductions. See, this is something for selling. We'd probably best to get the real money on these. These are a consignment item, and you want the world to see them because uh, posters. We just sold a uh, World War Two um, poster for six hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Russian ones would go. I'd have to see them as being reissued. Now, were they reissued in Canada or were they reissued in Russia? They're from Russia. If they're reissued in Russia, yeah, they're going to have good value on these. And the Russians aren't going to be proud that they're out there, but there's going to be people who want to buy them. So that would be something you bring into our store. We'd put it, we'd check online. We go about, because there is going to be a market for it. I mean, Fleabay might be the uh, the lowest common denominator, but you, you put on the price you want to get on them. And it depends on the condition, pinholes, uh, the fold marks, stuff like that. But bring them into the show. I'm in, into my store at 10,341 Young Street, and we can help you out on these. And okay. like the saying is, as long as we describe them correctly, when the date of them were printed, and um, there'll be a market for those. There'll be a higher market for the originals, probably. But uh, 
Uh, there's going to be a market on these. I don't know the price on them. I have to see them, and we can go from there. Yeah, they're very colorful. Um, yeah. Great graphics on them, and uh, they are rolled. They're not folded. Oh, okay. I'll have to see that because that'll make a difference too, okay? Bring them into my store. Make sure I'm there. You can call at 905-737-4653. But I got to get I have to go in right now because I have to do a couple pay the pay the piper for next week. Okay. Okay, thanks very much for the call and drop in. Okay. We have to go in silver prices. Okay, we can do that after. But okay. we don't have okay, okay, quick. Get it in. No, no, if you want do you have a call? I do. Okay. Go to the okay. call. Uh let's go to Jeff Mississauga. Hey, good morning, guys. How good you doing? Morning. Welcome to the show. I've got, well, thank you. I don't know much about consignment. I'd like to know what you charge, and also I've got... As much as possible. How's that? <laughs> I mean, what kind of percentage do you take? What's your it all depends on, depends on the item, how hard it is to sell, what the costs well, are. Got, Between 20 and 40. Quick. So yep. uh, what I've got is I've got Wolverine Comics. Okay. Original, one, one through 100. Okay, now the the other series, the unlimited series, I mean the limited one to four, are better. Depends on conditions. Some we might suggest getting graded. Depends if you've got Canadian news. There's a lot of details on this. You'd have to bring them into the store and we can go like that, but they're probably best sold as a lot, and we'd have to go by the condition. If there's something worth grading, we'd grade it. And well, they're if they're all, not, they're all in uh, plastic bags with the cardboard backing. Yeah. They're all in either pristine or next to pristine shape. You don't happen to have a Hulk 181, do you? Pardon me? A Hulk 181, do you? No, but I also have the Punisher 1 through 25. Okay. The Punisher War Journal 1 through 25. And the come, rest I have is just like Batman, whatever. Yeah, no, come in and see us. That's our area. I, I love the comic area. Okay. Well, what's your, what's, where's your store? 10,341 Young Street. Well, I'm just telling my wife. She's acting like my secretary. What is it again? 10,000. 10,341 Young Street. 341 Young Street. In Richmond Hill. In Richmond Hill. Okay. What's the nearest intersection? Uh, north of uh, Major Mac, south of Elgin Mills. North of Major Mac and south of Aaron, Aaron Mills? El- Elgin Mills. Elgin Mills. Elgin We're Mills. 75 feet south of the beer store. 75 feet south of the beer store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't drink beer anymore, but that's a, that's a pretty but good But you know beer. what a beer store looks like. I know that. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Thanks for the uh, call. Can I please just ask, what do you? What is your take on them? Like, what depends on what it is. Something like that would end up being about thirty, thirty plus, uh, whatever the costs are. And we would go through them and give it a price on them. And but the other thing about us, we know how to ship stuff. And as I say, it stays sold. Once we sell it, it stays sold. Yeah, because uh, I know the market for this is mostly for collectors in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we do that. And I've checked out with uh, online stuff, and most of them are crap. Yeah, no, no, we know how to grade them when we get... I've sold a couple of runs, but I haven't sold them for a while. But it might yeah. be, like I say, if something's worth grading, we might do that. If you have Canadian... Uh, distrib- I have to go through the details, okay? Yeah, the, they were bought in Canada when they originally came out. Thanks. Like I said, it's it's, it's simple. It's uh, Wolverine. Yep. Thank, well, sorry, thank we're, you. Just, we're just running out of time right we're now. Running, i got, got to give the gold prices. Okay, give the gold prices. Okay. Uh, gold right now, 10 carat. 10 carat. Is twenty two thirty nine per gram. Fourteen carat is thirty one thirty five per gram. So you have ten carat. If you have ten grams, I'm going to give you three hundred and thirteen dollars. Eighteen carat is forty dollars and thirty cents per gram. Silver dollars are twelve thirteen, and uh, this for Monday. And sterling silver is fifty nine cents a gram. 
If you're thinking about sell, just keep this in the back of your mind. It'll fluctuate according to the price of gold and silver. Plus, if you've just sold your house and you want to invest in gold and silver, we're like we're selling maples right now at $3 over and gold maples at $45 over spot. That's what we call it. You can call the store to get any details on that. So okay. the store number is 905-737-4653. Oh, Rick. We got to go to Rick. I, I know. you. Well, you've been spending a lot of time giving out gold prices. Sorry. Get Rick on. Hey, hey Rick, you there? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Fantastic. Did you have fun last week? I wanted to mention that. I had an amazing time. Uh, We met some great people. And, you know, uh, Paul, everyone uh, was thrilled walking up and and meeting you and and Bogart and uh, posing for pictures with you. It was uh, was a lot of fun for everyone. And we met a lot of people. And as you know, we have a, a real busy week, or we had a really busy week, and yep. we continue to have a busy week. Uh, people that that uh, were requesting us going in and and uh, evaluating their homes and, and looking at their merchandise and their contents and how we can best help them. Um, so yes, it was definitely a great great time that last week. Looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, you know um, what they can do because people said I, they actually said we have, don't call into the store with real estate questions. They can right. email me at yes. sales at torontogoldsilver.com if they've got a real estate question, like they want to know something about probate or they want to know right. something about their area or they want to know right. something about selling their house or anything. Because a lot of people have questions right. I don't even think about, you know. And yes, they, 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 they may not feel comfortable calling in on uh, to the show because maybe they have even personal questions. And, yes, we can read out uh, a question or two and we get answered them because I'm sure uh, – the same, uh, a lot of people might have the same question. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's a, that's a brilliant idea. I think we should, uh, if people want to email you, and if they have a question, and we can uh, a- ask it on the air and uh, answer it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because I, I, that's the one thing I got out of last week's show, the people who had real estate questions, plus the stuff mm-hmm. at home and stuff like that and decluttering and what we do. But right. they, they had questions about you. that they're, they're saying, what can I do here? And some people have questions on probate, and they, they don't want to go to a lawyer because a lawyer is going to cost them, you know, $200 yes. to ask a question, yes. you know, yes. and we actually and can help them. That we that we deal with uh, on a continuous basis. Uh, they have questions about wills. Uh, they have questions about how they can get more uh, more money for their homes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, we come in, and uh, definitely between you and I, Paul, we go in there and we offer them the best advice. Uh, I, I offer them a market evaluation of their home, and we continue to. So even if they're not thinking of selling today, but at some point in the near future, we will monitor uh, their home and continually update them and let them know what their home is worth uh, continually uh, based on the prevailing market conditions of the day. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we had a lot of fun last week, and the show yeah. was good, well attended, and it was just, yeah. it was nice. It was like it a was, lot of happy people. I thought they were happy, yes. you know. Yes. But I got to let you go because now we got to pay okay. other people. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Rick. Uh, I look I, forward I, wait, to uh, I'll, I'll give out my phone number. Very oh, quickly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Rick DeBacco, Roller Page, Real Estate Professionals, and it's 416 Two five eight three nine seven two. Yeah, but you're a seniors real estate specialist. A lot of people don't realize this. There's a difference when you're buying a house when you're 20 years old, when you're selling it when you're 60 or 70. Yes, there's, or 80. there's, there's a great deal of, of uh, uh, challenges that face people that haven't bought or sold in something. Rick, got to go. Sometimes.
See you later. Thank Bye. you. Okay. The other thing is, like I said, um, the ex- Fan Expo is coming up. Not the Fan Expo. Sports Card Expo. If you've got cards that want to be graded or if you've got autographs, you've got to get them into us. Okay, if you want to have this service, because they only come in, this only happens once or twice a year. I need people, if you've got, someone had a Terry Sawchuk envelope with the autograph, it needs to be authenticated. That person with the Elvis thing has to be authenticated. Okay, if you if you have any more questions, you should call us at our store at 905-737-4653. We're in Richmond Hill, 10,341 Young Street, unit number two. See you next week. Thank you for listening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.